The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McCray, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Monday, 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 Monday. Draft week is here. Let's ride on the Players' Lounge. Brought to you by Tostitos. Heckma Harrison is here. Danny McCray is here. Mr. Perfect Attendance is not here. I'm Newey Scruggs. Uh, Mr. Perfect Attendance would be Barry Church. Church. What is uh? So, what does perfect attendance really mean? Because I remember, you know, people make fun of me for not being here. At least I was, I was working. I know, I know what he is. <laughs> right, right. I seen him out there in Mexico, laying down, chilling. Mexico. That was the white. Love birthday. Mexico. It was his white birthday, so I just said, you know, you got stuff to do. He could have came back Sunday, so he could be perfect attendance. But you know. Church, we miss you, bro. We I mean, see you next week. We got Zoom capabilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I, dude, I don't think anybody wants to Zoom <laughs> with a brother that is at an all-inclusive resort right now. <laughs> he, uh, he might have started early. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think we want to talk to BC. BC, do your thing. Yeah, stay out there, man. Your, perfect, your, te- your attendance is no longer perfect, though. You Tell can't us. call yourself that. Okay. I know the perfect attendance man is is, is probably listening with a with an umbrella drink in his hand right now. He's not listening. He's not listening. Okay. <laughs> not, I wanted to get look. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. No, all right. He's, he, just, he's not. You wouldn't be listening. You wouldn't be listening. I would be. No. 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 no you Mexico. It's not, not going to happen. <laughs> Go. So, so when you was in Spain, you you wouldn't listen. We were off the air. <laughs> we, we didn't do any shit. Unbelievable. No. When you was gone? Yeah, yeah. Sure. We was on the, we was talking about you being on your uh on your oh, vacation for school. It was work, school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Work. You worked out, right? Yes, it was. It was. Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks of work. Yes. Yeah, yes right. it was. Yes it was. Shout out to you, man. Everybody wish they could work like that. Lisbon, I highly recommend it, my friends. Lisbon. <laughs> Madrid, not so much. Lisbon, yes. The 26th pick in the draft right now, the first round, is being held by the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, by the way, we are coming to you from the star headquarters of the Dallas Cowboys. And they do have a press conference at high noon today. So, Gerald Wayne Jones is going to be there. Stephen Jones will be there. Will McClay will be there. And head coach Mike McCarthy. So, they are going to give us their take on the draft. And for me, I want to get your guys, like, what question would you want to ask? To me, I'd like to ask Mike McCarthy, what types of changes would you like to see draft-wise as you are now the play caller here for your offense? I was about to say, make sure when you introduce Mike McCarthy, you say Mike McCarthy head coach and play caller. All right, we want to make sure that everybody understands that Mike McCarthy is now the play caller and not Kellen Moore, all right? Mike McCarthy, (laughs) head coach and play caller. All right? No, you know what? I want to know what Mike is looking for now that he is the play caller. Uh, the whole gripe, I think, in the offseason has been about the offense, the number one offense at certain points of the season. Danny McCray, uh, we know that we need stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and will it be offensive line? Will it be skill position? I don't know. Uh, there's so many mysteries around this draft. And to me, it's because it's not that deep a draft. I don't see the talent there uh, for us. At 26, a lot of wonky things are going to happen on Thursday. And if some guys fall because some teams at the top 10, top five are desperate, then I think it could make for an interesting night. But if it goes according to the to the board, I don't know what's going to be there for us at 26. Yeah, I, I, I would like to ask uh, Mike McCarthy, the head coach and play caller, about the offensive line. And what he thinks about it, especially since he's in the past, or as soon as Kellen Moore was out of here, what I heard from Mike McCarthy was 
we need to run the ball. Our defense is strong, and we need to give them rest, and we need to be able to run the ball more. Does that mean that you are going to focus more on your offensive line? Because I always harken back to 2014, and then I'll go back to 2016 when you have this offensive line in this running game. And it, at that point, the offensive line was feared. When you have an offensive line like that, it helps you be able to then do what Mike McCarthy wants to do, right? Church played on the 2014 team, and I promise you, they were on the sideline rested. When I was playing for the Bears, them dudes was on the sideline the whole time, chilling. <laughs> Chilling. They came in, got a three and out, and then they went sat back on the bench for another eight minutes, right? And and that was one of the best best uh, best teams of the last ten years for the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah. is is that something that we're focusing on this draft? As a former player, does is, is there any intrigue for you in the way that the league has changed away from that mantra of we're gonna run the ball? It's not even it's not there anymore. Everybody wants to play seven on seven style right now, and. Let's think about it. Even the running back position, there's only B. John Robinson in the first round. Nobody else is talking not talking about Gibbs from Alabama. You're not talking about any other running back. We're only talking about receivers. I think I think it's more of how the running game has changed from power, trap, counter, now to zone reads, yeah. speed sweeps, right? Yeah. So when you run it power and trap, right? DeMarco Murray and Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry, those guys, they don't have to catch out of the backfield as much. What they have to do is be able to read those blocks when the guard pulls around. Now, you got to be able to have read option. You need a scat back, a guy who can get through the hole really quickly, like a Tony Pollard, like a Miles Sanders, uh, those type of players. And then you also have to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. So I think it's just changed a lot. Um, and it's actually exciting to see. Now, not as exciting for guys who are, are accustomed to hitting a hole in the power or being able to run a trap and read those blocks and get up get up the middle like a Adrian Peterson. Right. Now it's more Christian McCaffrey and Miles Sanders and, and those type of guys. So I think it's more fun for the game, but it's a you know, it's it's a big change from what I grew up uh playing and, and watching. Another question I'd like to ask Mike, speaking of the run game, Skippy Pete was very honest when he said Pollard and Zeke are a tandem and Mike has talked about how you know you don't really have a one horse running back anymore in the league it's 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 a job for two guys Tony Pollard coming off an injury how do you improve the running back room is it through the draft do they look to bring someone in after the draft what else do they do I just feel like the running back room is not complete right now so Rojo's not enough The contract he signed, basically, you cut him during camp. He doesn't make he got to make the team. So to me, when you sign somebody to a contract like, contract like that, that I mean, you've been in the game long enough to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I just you know, I, and it, like when you pick up players like like a Ronald Jones, or you look at players old film, right? It's hard for you not to be like, oh, man, I remember when he had a 99-yard run or when him and uh, Leonard Fournette were competing for the starting job out there in Tampa and Leonard Fournette got hurt, and you were like, oh, Ronald Jones has arrived. And then you remember that he also lost that job again, and then it became playoff Lenny, right? But you hope when you pick a guy up like that that you can get the other guy, that guy who can can be the one-two punch with Tony Pollard. But you just don't know. So, so to your point, I think you got to get somebody in the draft. 
um, not as early as first round. I don't think you have to do that, but I think you have to get somebody who can come in and 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 spell Tony Pollard whenever he gets gets a little fatigued, or just to make sure the wear and tear is not too much for him to go throughout the full season. No, and Ronald Jones to me could be that bridge player. He could be a guy that can fill in if you don't have a pick, uh, a running back in. You don't get a running back, all right? But I still believe in a guy like Malik Davis. I think we've given him plenty of opportunity, but and I, get, and I see the promise in him as well. The thing is, is when you go back to Mike McCarthy and his offense, is it going to be along the lines of what you're talking about, those read uh, versus power? Um, you have an offense that can do power. Um, the only team that I can think of that would – would you say San Francisco would be a power run team? Or would they? Yes. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia – Power run team, uh, or I, more of a zone? Are they the read I, I, I zone? Go zone read, and okay. I, think, I think my answer to yours would say if Dak Prescott is going to run the ball and provide a, no. a, that option. Let's say then, no. Then Let's say can, no right okay. now. Well, I don't know. But it may, <laughs> then maybe, you need, maybe you're going to have to go along the lines of a, of a Shanahan type of style of of, of running game. Uh, has to be really creative. But yeah, you're going you're going to run in between the tackles often enough to yeah. where you're going to need two guys. Yeah, I, I like Ronald Jones. I like the addition of Ronald Jones. But to me, it's, I have that stuck in my head from uh, Mickey Spagnola, bridge players. And I, I just kind of felt as though he may have been that. But I'm with you, Nui, on, on that when he has to make this team. So he's really going to be an uphill uh, battle for him, especially if the Cowboys can't take him away with B. John Robinson in this draft. I am – not allowing myself to believe that there will be any Bijan here. Yeah, I don't believe I'm that just, one. Either. I'm just, I'm just not. We got lucky with CD. I, you know, somebody I was, I um, Chris Arnold filled in, not filled in, but I, I did a guest spot on his show, 105.3 The Fan, yesterday, and they brought up Todd McShay. Said the Cowboys would they trade? Could see them trading up to 17 for Bijan Robinson. My first thought, I said, look, I, I like Todd McShay. I remember Todd before he got to ESPN. We're trying to do to come up, but Todd is doing what you people do during this time. Who who talk? We gonna talk about a rumor, right? What are you giving up to get to seventeen? Right. Who do you have to get in front of? What are you willing to also say? We don't need this second or third round pick, and we're talking about a team here that has to dole out some pretty significant contracts coming up here soon. CD Lamb has to get paid. Trayvon Diggs has to get paid because while CD was on a five-year contract, Diggs was on a four-year contract. Micah Parsons has to get paid. Dak Prescott has to re- has to be renegotiated. So if you're talking about moving up to 17 for Bijan, what are you going to give up? Second, third-round pick that you say we don't have access to that particular player because we're going to move up to get Bijan Robinson, or maybe you're saying we'll have Bijan on a very team-friendly contract. And we don't have to have Tony Pollard after next year. That puts ten million dollars someplace else. I mean, I'm just, but I just don't see the run. I don't see them doing that with the running back. And let me just bring up this last point. We're about to see Kansas City's last rosters on the two Super Bowl teams they've won for Patrick Mahomes at running back. The Super Bowl 54 team, Darwin Thompson, LaShawn McCoy, who sat on the bench, and he was mad because they, they playing that Still game. Still mad. Right, they, they playing that game. Uh, he was inactive. And Damian Williams. Damian Williams, 17 carries, 104 yards, and a touchdown in that win over San Francisco. That 129 total yards rushing. Then last year, uh, the Super Bowl 57 back in uh, February, it was Jarek McKinnon, Ronald Jones of the Cowboys. Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a running back on the team, but he was inactive. And then it was Isaiah Pacheco's seventh rounder. Andy Reid's always run the football wherever he's gone. But if this is what he's winning with here, you don't have to go get B. John Robinson the way some people are saying, in my opinion. 
if you can block, okay, you can block, and you get good quarterback play, you don't have to have O.J. Simpson or Jim Brown hold to go win the championship. Or Emmitt Smith. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, race. Let's I, go. Go ahead. Because I, 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 I want to be fair <laughs> okay. in this one and say Andy Reid has Patrick Mahomes. Thank you. Travis Kelsey. Yes. And yes. Eric Bieniemy and him both outstanding play callers being able to, to bounce ideas off each other and see things that others may not be able to see in game and make things like that happen, right? So you can't get any, you know, seventh rounder to come in there in any offense and be able to do that. But if you have an offense to where, man, we got to focus on Travis Kelsey. Oh, man, Patrick Mahomes might be able to do this. He he, he's, he gets us in trouble when he's out of the pocket, when he's on the move. We have so many other things to focus on. Oh, wait, now we got uh, Tony coming through here and he's running the ball. Like, you have so many other things to worry about. If we can have our offense be that dynamic, right, is that going to be on the move and be able to scramble like a Patrick Mahomes? Is our, is our tight end play going to uh, garner the type of attention that a, a Travis Kelsey garners? How is our receiving room going to do? Because last year, outside of C.D. Lamb, fair we, point. we were looking at right. Those are fair points. <laughs> so, but if you can get all of that, then, yeah, you could throw a seventh rounder in there and be like, all right, well, we just need you to have one good game. But if when you're leaning on your running game for the entire season, you might need a Bijan guy or a Tony Pollard or a Zeke, uh, Zeke Elliott of the past to be able to carry yeah, that two, for the entire two, season. Two elite Hall of Fame type players <laughs> in Mahomes and Kelsey, yes. Yeah. That, that does make a difference. Yes. I mean, that's a, that's a great articulation of just saying, this ain't that. <laughs> it's, what you, it's what you just basically I, I, did. I, I, this I, ain't I, that. I'm not arguing with you. argue with you. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, and look, man, y'all know a positive head over here. I'm saying I feel like I'm always pandering to the crowd of people that see the silver lining and everything for the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm preparing myself to be ticked off on Thursday. Really? I am. I am because so much of this season, last season, just looking at what Philadelphia did uh, in the trade that they made. Philadelphia has the 10th pick in this draft. Let, come on, let that sink in. The runner-up to the Super Bowl has the 10th pick from New Orleans. Now, how did all that come together? New Orleans traded a pick to them that ended up, they went 7-10 last season, ends up getting 10. And, oh, by the way, last year, Philadelphia takes those picks that they received from New Orleans and just offers them up for one A.J. Brown. How did that work out? Mm. You know, What's you get a guy that comes in and improves your team immensely, immediately. These are the kinds of moves that I am begging for the Cowboys to make. You know, heck, a lot of Cowboy fans, and we were doing the show after they took Tyler Smith, weren't happy. And I remember with a big knock on Tyler, people said, hey, the guy was in the American Athletic Conference, and he, he was you know, the mo- you know, nobody held more people in college football yeah. than Tyler Smith. I mean, it was not a lot of positives going on. People saying they reached, but not. And, and what did we see? He was one of the most valuable pieces that they had last year. Uh, Mike McCarthy consistently talks about position flex. Started at guard. Next thing you know, right before the season starts, Tyron Smith, <clears throat> hamstring problem, goes out the left tackle, hadn't played a left tackle all the camp, guy had a heck of a year. So are you going to be ticked off by what the Cowboys do or are you going to be ticked off by what other people in the division who are going to be drafting ahead of you? Because I see the division getting better. That's just the, the Eagles are going to get a great player at ten. They can get a Jalen Carter. They can. I mean, come on. Let's let's put that together. And and to be honest with you, I'm going to say the same about Tyler Smith, the great unknown. He wasn't. He was one of those guys that they had boots on the ground. They figured out that he could have that possession position flex. 
we hadn't heard of a lot of players this season. Maybe the TCU, the TCU guard that we talk about, a guy can play guard or maybe center. Other than that, I go back to the time I was working in Cleveland, and the Browns had the 10th pick in the draft. They really wanted tight end Kyle Brady and Mike Mamula. Both guys went off the board. So they panicked. Mike Lombardi was running the draft room. They panicked. They traded all the way down with the 49ers. The 49ers took at the 10th pick, and they were praised. J.J. Stokes, wide receiver out of UCLA, all-American wide receiver. This is the next Jerry Rice. They got Jerry Rice Jr. And and, and so here, how did the Niners do it? We don't know. And there are more misses. I mean, you start looking at this stuff. You go back, man. The bust rate's going to be 50% plus. And so while, yes, Philadelphia is sitting here at 10, you know what? They could mess it up. This is still the same dude who took Jalen Rager. It is? But he he and, made up for that. And, and passed what? on Justin <laughs> Jefferson. <laughs> <laughs> he made it. Yeah, got yeah. Slim Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> and mean, then he got A.J. Brown. He didn't stay with that long. Yeah, so let's, you know. Um, so, 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 so we'll see. That's the thing. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, for us to just automatically, hey, man, he's going to hit. Maybe he doesn't hit. You talking about who? Howie Roseman. Oh, okay. Eagles. I thought you were talking about B. John Robinson. No, no. Do y'all remember when Trent Williams was the guy? I mean, yes. uh, uh, Trent Richardson? Trent Richardson, yes. Yeah, you, you remember that? Number I three, okay. Cleveland. Good, good. I, remember I mean, that. he tore it up in that national championship game against Alabama. I, you know what, man? This, this is why I'm, I'm glad they, they don't let you, you know, buy stock in players because I'd have bought a <laughs> bunch never of – Dude, I'd have had a lot of Trent Richardson, Carson Palmer, and RG3 stock. You know what I saw? I saw I saw an SM, <laughs> I saw a Sports Illustrated ad about the, the Tony Mandris draft. Do you remember, you remember that, right? Yes. Eggman in that draft and Eggman, Dion, and I Barry believe Sanders, Barry Sanders. Junior Seau. Oh, man. And Tony Mandridge. You talk about bus central. So I know it's a reach. I know teams obviously are desperate enough, and that's why I look at the top ten of this draft because I know so many teams are desperate for a quarterback. It's it's amazing, amazing to me, like kid, that they, the quarterback from Ohio State, the way that people say, well, Houston may not take him. You may fall all the way out. I'm like, dude, there are teams that are talking about considering seriously getting the quarterback from Kentucky. So well, We're being lied to consistently right now. Absolutely. Look. If, you, if you're not lying, absolutely, if you're not lying, if you're a team and you're not lying to me, you're doing it all wrong. I lie all day. But long. you've seen, but you've seen teams reach at those top ten. So I, I'm, I'm actually agreeing with what you're saying. They're saying that Philly could do that, but we know that they don't need a quarterback. I mean, this, this, I mean, this draft thing is crazy. Yes, they don't need a quarterback because they just pay Jalen Hurts. But I mean, now this is the same league that you know. Not only did they draft Mitchell Trubisky ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, we saw a team trade up mm-hmm. to do it. It's well, Chicago. It's, hey, you're right. But <laughs> foolishness will occur. And, and Cleveland, the same team that had two first round, had the first and the tenth pick, took Miles Garrett, smart pick, and then traded yeah. away the ten <laughs> to, to Houston, who takes Deshaun Watson. And then what do they do years later? Here, Deshaun, here's <laughs> 230 million guaranteed. Yeah. We're going. Mistakes will be made. I, if you're a Cowboy fan, I think you should feel really good. Because they've done a really nice job of drafting guys in the first round. Let's take a break here. We, we, we start a little late here, right here on the players. Let's take a break. I won't give a name. Let's not give a name. Let's just give a position. Okay, Thursday night, what position do you want and go anywhere you want? Danny McCray, Heckman Harrison, I'm New East Coast. Players now, it's by Tostitos right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. 
It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. Back to the Players' Lounge. Come out to the star in Frisco for the Dallas Cowboys draft weekend presented by Miller Lite. The party starts on Thursday, April 27th at 6.30. Enjoy draft coverage, players' players appearances, live performances, and more. On Friday, come back for draft night out with live music and games. Then finish strong on Saturday with the Draft Day 5K presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. For more details, visit DallasCowboys.com slash draft. Heckma Harrison, thank you very much. Heckma Harrison is here. Danny McCray is here. I'm Newey Scruggs. Brother Barry Church is, you know, chilling. Viva! <laughs> yeah, I guess he'll, is he going to watch the draft in Mexico too? I don't he'll know. Have a Mexican draft party out there, you know? I mean, it probably is. Yeah, uh, is he all week? I didn't, I didn't did he take trip? his clubs though? He did. He, I saw I saw him and the wife. They was they was on the ground. They were both swinging the clubs, man. Okay, okay. so well, he's that dedicated. He ships, puts his clubs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's gonna take co- them clubs. What's that cost? Like you know, bag is twenty five bucks. Do you think? We're talking about Bear Church. I'm just asking. Just, you know, I mean, <laughs> you you think one day can. I might, maybe one day I'll buy some clubs and just see. You know, Did because my buddy Roland Martin does the same thing. He wherever he goes, man, I ship my clubs out there. It's like. Just, I just die hard right there. I just, you know. Nah, let me let me quit. I don't know if he shivers on clubs out there. I don't okay. know if he come back. <laughs> no, no. You already said he pull up. He pull up to the tarmac. Hey, hey, he hey, 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 I don't know. He, he don't shop at Walmart. Do you? Your only, uh, you, only target. I boom. don't know. Okay. Point taken. Cowboys at twenty six right now. This is this is where they're expected to draft. Last time they drafted at twenty six, they took Anthony Spencer, linebacker out of Purdue, and ended up um, making a Pro Bowl in his career. So position. 
Not necessarily a name. I don't really need a name. But position at 26, Heckman Harris, you want to see the Cowboys take Thursday night. I'm torn. My man started with offensive line, and that's what's had me thinking about offensive line more and more. And when I think about our defense and how stacked they are, I start calling out all the names, and I go, damn, do we really need any more <laughs> defensive linemen according to what we have over there? I mean, because we should be looking at this defensive line and saying – Man, that's a that's a very crowded room. Um, linebacker is the position that I, I think I'm more interested in because of guys not working out. Um, but it's all for me, seriously, guys. It's, it's on the other side of the ball. It's offense. Uh, Danny McCray, you've you've won this argument with me. I believe that offensive line is the the, the play the where they need to go. And if you can't get them in the first, try and get them in the second. But definitely offensive line. Can, off the top of your head, Noah, can you tell me how we built that that fierce that fear deep, uh, offensive line back from Tyron? It was started with Tyron, Tyron Smith, yeah. right? And then we ended up getting Travis Frederick, Zach Martin, yeah. right? Yes. You got to start by drafting these guys, right? That's how we got there. So we got Tyler Smith last year. First piece. I don't want him to be uh, one of the best swing tackles or, or whatever, versatile, being able to play guard and tackle. I want him to be able to play whatever position he plays the best, right? And then draft another guy opposite of that, right? So now you got him, you got Terrence Steele. Where are you weak at right now? Interior offensive line. Figure out a way to get that sold up. That way we can play to our defense, right? We do need an interior defensive lineman. But that's not the reason why we lost uh, to San Francisco. We lost to San Francisco because Dak was under pressure, uh, forced him to make some bad decisions, and we were not able to run the ball after uh, Tony Pollard got out of the game. This all leans on to me, play calling, and your uh, confidence in your offensive line. So I'm always going to keep going back to 2014-2016, recipe for success across the league. Can you run the ball? What does your offensive line look like? And then you can say, all right, we have a recipe for being successful. Do you remember the Super Bowl with Kansas City and Tampa Bay? Yeah. Their offense Tackles was done. <laughs> out of the game. Yeah. You may as well chalk that up as a just easy win for Tampa Bay. The right. offensive line is the most important thing on your squad, especially when you already have a defense that's set up like ours. That, that, that also happened to Carolina, Cam Newton, same thing, in, in that Super Bowl that they didn't have any tackles that game, and, and definitely that, that hurts you. I am still going to look to the defensive line and be it defensive tackle or even defensive end. At some point in time, the Cowboys need to plan for Demarcus Lawrence from the standpoint of you may need to start limiting his reps because he is getting older. He had an outstanding year last year. Um, But at some point in time, he's getting older. Where else do you have? And if you're going to be putting Micah Parsons in there, where, who who else is there right now? When you talk about defensive ends, Sam Williams, Darnell Armstrong, Chauncey Ghost. I want an elite guy, though. Okay, I mean, this Ghost is a good play. I, I want a blue. <laughs> okay. I want a blue chip. I'm talking, okay, to me, I'm looking at my first rounder. I want a blue chip, and and that I mean, we see what blue chip is when you bring in a Micah Parsons. Um, if you bring in, if you're able to bring in the level of what you did with the Zach Martin, and when you took a Tyrus, obviously those guys were, were you know drafted in the first round high. Ty was a top ten mm-hmm. guy, and then we saw it was a 16. I want to say for Mark, but a blue chip guy. Michael Parsons into a blue chip guy. But to me, I still think about this defensive line here. I want to give Dan Quinn as many tools as possible. 
And yes, maybe Sam Williams does come around here. Um, Dorrance Armstrong, he had a heck of a definitely better than, than Randy Gregory. But I'm still just, man, I'm like the 49ers. Man, throw some more bodies there. Throw them at there until I can just wear you down. Because I just look at the 49ers and granted, quarterback play did them in. But man, I love watching their defensive line. And when Jimmy Johnson was winning here, when the Cowboys wanted Tom Landry, they just had a lot of defensive linemen. I, got, I want to push on the offensive line one more time. Okay, just one more time. Okay. Just one more time as we go. Is Terrence still entering the last year of his contract? Yeah. What about Tyron Smith? What, what what do we do with him after this year? Look, I, I if if you end up with Steve Avila of TCU, I would not have an issue with it at all because of the position flex to play center and guard. I don't have – I won't argue with you there. I just, for me, and this is – also, I read Jimmy Johnson's book, Swagger. And Jimmy laid out a lot of the way he he felt about drafting. Jimmy's like, I, you can get guys, especially interior guys. You can get them in the later rounds because they're not thought of as those sexy guys that you want in the first. So, yes, you can get some of the better players. I mean, you look at Jason Kelsey. You know, Jason Kelsey was not a first or second rounder. Um, Nate Newton, undrafted free agent. Um, Eric Williams, who had a Hall of Fame career going until he got hurt and possibly, in my opinion, still has the resume to be a third-round pick. Larry Allen, second-round pick. So some of these guys, you can get them. I'm not saying it all. Do not address it. I mean, 100% behind. Mind you, you must address it. I'm just talking about it at 26. And I just feel like I'll gamble that I can get some offensive linemen in in round two and three. But trying to get an impact player on my D-line, I feel like you got to get that. I know, man. Shout out to Philly for doing the last year. Very late. The, the sense of the season, yeah. yeah the sense of urgency uh, comes when you look at the depth chart and you see Chuma Idoga at left guard for the Cowboys. I mean, we know that that's going to change if with still being healthy, he's going to go back to right. They're going to move Tyron back over to the left tackle, Tyler back down to left guard. But still, the depth there, you you have to worry about that. Last year, we played with a 40-year-old offensive lineman. I don't think anybody wants to revisit uh, that again. So, that's where, that's to me, that's when I looked at the depth there, that it automatically went to, all right, we've got to get an offensive lineman so that we don't play around with this position just in case because, I don't know, fan night last year when I got <laughs> Torres hamstring off the bone. Right. You know, that just led to, uh, you know, that just led to so much trouble throughout the season not having a healthy Tyron Smith. And you got a new old line coach. So, so give, him, give him some guys. So, so, so this is th- – thank you for now I have my question. I've got my question from Will McClay and Mike McCarthy. Give me a status update and a comfortability level of Josh Ball and Matt Willetsko. Use the fourth rounder on, on Ball and use a draft pick on Willetsko. Tell me what, what about these guys. And Willetsko last year was hurt. Um, they had liked what they saw early in camp but couldn't keep the shoulders straight, so he ended up basically having a red shirt year last year. Josh Ball got hurt basically his first year last year. With his first year, they put him in a game, and he was tragic, almost lost the game. So tell me, what are you seeing out of those guys? Because – we saw what happened with, with Terrence Steele. They didn't develop him. So give me a sense of where those two guys are because they put draft capital in them. and I, So so that that could be an underlying theme of where they may have some comfortability in these two tackles that maybe we're panicking and there's, they, they could say we see something behind the scenes that you guys don't. Brother Nua, you, you saw Josh Ball. You already answered that question. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't, I, I appreciate that, but don't do that. Come on now. I get it. I, I, I'm on the positive hat train. Yeah, no, could, I feel you. It could happen. I, it could happen, but not now. Play, That's, play a little R. Kelly for him in the back. I feel no. like he's back in 
I'm gonna cross over to positivity I'm, with you. I'm gonna say this, okay? Because not my because my <laughs> guy, my high school teammate, is now the uh, assistant offensive line coach. Okay. All right. So maybe they really? just needed a change of voice here. Right, really? they got a new offensive line coach, new assistant offensive line coach. They are getting maybe they believe in, in ball and well, let's go. And they said, "Hey, man, we just needed some guys who can really get the most out of them." Kind of like when you brought in Dan Quinn. He said, "We have talent on the def- on, on the defense. We just need to get a guy who can come in here Doing it's and have yeah." So, so, so maybe maybe that's that's what I don't you know. You know, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. I mean, and, 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 you know, I, I go, I, I go, I go back into when Parcells was here. Parcells had a great line, and Chris Beam, you remember Parcells said, "You know, by year three, we got to see something. We got to see something." So, you know, Ball is going to be entering year three. Well, that's going to be near year two. two. Um, Jalen Tolbert is getting ready to enter year two. You know, by year three, we got to see something. And basically, it's like, you know, we ain't seeing something by year three. Then you about to get up out of here. And he said he learned that from Tom Landry. So. Yes, what we saw from Josh Ball, and it was, it was yeah, brother, it was not good. Yeah. But you know, we saw some stuff from from Terrence Steele in his mm-hmm. first year. Every time it ain't look good, but they spoke about how he remade himself, and so that's what I'm. That's why I'm going to ask the question because I'd like to know. And the one thing I did learn from Jason Garrett, and when he interviewed, is what Jason didn't say told me a lot about guys. So if I ask about well, let's go and ball and I'm not hearing anything, hey, lost weight, you know, doing that, then then I'm going to say, all right. So I'm more excited about Matt Forniak and, and only because it's the great unknown. I don't know anything about him. I haven't gotten an opportunity to see him get any, any significant work because of the, I think he had the shoulder supplication throughout the season, so he had to go through that surgery. Um, but again, left guard is still a worrisome position. We understand that we have some position flex with Josh Ball at tackle. Um, I don't want to see him in the game basically, uh, uh, unless when you ask, ask ask that question, they can give you definitively and say, no, this guy's been working his tail off all offseason. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten better. I think you're going to see a new guy. And then it's gonna, you have to prove it to me to have me believe that because based off of what I've seen so far, he's, he's just not giving me any vibes that says that this is a player that we can get behind and, and believe in his ability. Left guard doesn't bother me as much right now as I'm thinking about right tackle. Because of the knee injury to Terrence Steele? What about left tackle? You just said the man was at fan day. Yeah, he did. So you holding – I'm just – no, 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 no. You really – you literally are going to be holding your breath every snap. Every training camp snap, every preseason snap, and every snap into the season. You're going to be sitting there like – like how many eyes – you're going to be like, man, uh, who's next? The whole the whole entire time, you know. like how as a coach, as somebody who's trying to game plan you know. and get guys ready, I, I I feel as though they're going to have someone they can play. If if you're talking backup, okay, yeah, you got to put Tyler Smith at, at left tackle. I just feel like they'll have somebody there ready to go, and when you got Biotis, your center coming off a Pro Bowl season, you got Smith out there who had a really good rookie year, actually second. I think whoever they put there will be able to be okay. My, I, I right, agree. Ta- right tackle for me. If Steele's not ready to go, I'm worried. Who's that? Who's there? Because they've said they're not putting Smith, Tyler Smith, on 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 the right side. They're going to leave a left side player. So for me, just when I think of okay, if if there has to be a backup going, I'm more concerned about the right tackle backup. So ty- you wouldn't say Tyron Mm-mm. back to right. I don't think I, I don't think he plays that well at right. I think, and, and I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say this: I think Tyron will be healthy this season. 
What? For the majority of the season, I think he'll be healthy. He'll be playing left tackle. Right tackle, I'm I'm actually not that worried about. It. I think the Steel's gonna come back from this ACL and he's gonna be fine. Of course, backup is is you have an issue there, but then you start talking about Josh Ball and, and these and other Matt, guys. Well, let's go. So these, I mean, these are these are great these are great questions, and obviously it's work they've got to go do here. But and I and I I look, I'm looking forward to get done on Thursday or Friday. I'm looking for that to get taken care of, and. I'm looking for that to be taken care of a lot more than these these tight end projections I keep seeing for the Cowboys here. So this 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 is the beauty. This is the beauty of what we have going on here. Let's hit a break here, and we'll uh, we'll get ready to wrap up the show. Um, Danny McRae, Heckman Harris, I'm New East Coast Players Lounge, brought to you by Tostitos on DallasCowboys.com radio. You heard that? I said Tyrus. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. You hear that? I'm a torrential downpour. Torrential? What's that even mean? It means you can't see out of your windshield. And if you have the wrong car insurance, you might have to make it rain to fix your bumper. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! With Smoothie King's Original Angel Food and New Angel Food Slim without added sugar, you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic Angel Food or the New Angel Food Slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Back to the Players' Lounge. Country music is rocking the star in Frisco with a free multi-day fan festival ahead of the big show. Come celebrate country music party of the year at the ACM Country Kickoff, May 9th and 10th. The fun starts each day at 3 p.m. with live performances from the newest country music stars, pop-up shops, exclusive artist merch, a beer garden, food trucks, and more. Visit acmcountrykickoff.com for more information. There you go. Luke Bryan, Luke Combs, all the Lukes. Shout out to Luke. Oh, by the way, shout out to Tony Romo. He uh, won the celebrity um, over the Invited Classic. So they had the celebrity participants with the other PGA guys. So Romo ended up winning that thing, man. So Great athlete. Congratulations to Tony, man. Getting it done. Backyard kids get to see you play. So um, and my, I give him credit, man. My man wearing them sketches, boy. Sketches paying good. <laughs> I'm like, I, I didn't never seen any golf sketches. Tony has golf sketches. Boy, look at it, boy. Good on you, man. Good. On, I mean, to, to 
make money and you don't play anymore, man, that's pretty dang good right there, man. Yeah. You still got endorsement deals and you don't play anymore, man. So make good a lot on, of money. Yeah, yeah. Good on, good on you, Tony. Good on you, Tony Romo. So congratulations to him. Draft Thursday night, first round. Cowboys are 26. Before we go, do you think they trade out? I hope so. I don't. Stay at 26. I think they stay. Take a play. Take a, Stay right there. When you go back, you're passing on good players. If you, unless B. John Robinson miraculously falls to you at 26, just something like that. You'd have to have a, a, a guy that there's no questions about his ability. You don't. You know that if we get this guy, he's going to produce for us. Everybody but, else, I think there's there's a lot of question. But marks that's never the case, though. You no, know, you never really. No, know. no, no. Absolutely. I, I said, hey, either you find a, a dolphin, a toe ring, or you find a diamond. All right. I'm trying to find a diamond. Okay. And I, and I think that Bijan Robinson. When I look at this draft, I think, guys, I, I just believe that he's the only sure thing. For me, as, as a draft pick, I think there are more questions around other guys. When I look at the Alabama Alabama linebacker, I think he's a guy that's been making tackles without a lot, a lot of people touching on him. He's running free to the ball. How is that going to impact him when he gets to the league? Those quarterbacks, there are just a lot of questions around height and everything else. I just I just feel confident about B. John Robinson. What's the, the running back out of Alabama? Uh, Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah. Uh, I like Gibbs. 5'9", 210. I like him. Okay, I, I, I like him as a player. You you slip up and get him if he's if Bijan Robinson fall, uh, falls to twenty six, then you assume that the the second round is going to be Gibbs. Let me just go with these what? last couple first round picks here before we get him. Twenty twenty two last year, Tyler Smith. Plus, we good. Okay, twenty twenty one, Micah Parsons. Plus, rookie of the year. Twenty twenty, Ceedee Lamb. Plus, Pro Bowler. 2019, no pick because they traded it to Oakland for Amari Cooper. 2018, Leighton Vanderash. Plus. Made a Pro Bowl. 2017, Taco Charlton. 2016, Ezekiel Elliott. Plus. Made several Pro Bowls. 2015, Byron Jones. Plus. Made several Pro Bowls. Like made one Pro Bowl. Uh, Zach Martin, 2014. <laughs> Come on, what do you, right. do do you need Fame. a plus? On the way to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, they, you know, uh, Travis Frederick, 2013, Pro Bowl player. 2012, Mo Claiborne. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Chris B with the quick hands. Oh, Chris B with a legend. Quick you know, hands. That, that was good right there. 2011, Tyron Smith. 2010, Des Bryant. They have been crushing it. For yeah. a decade. Do you hear that? I did. Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin. Yeah. Dez Bryant, <laughs> Zeke <Ezekiel> Elliott, <laughs> CD Lamb. Yeah, they, yeah. Man. You're really talking one miss here. One. You got D Law in the second round. Mm-hmm. But you're, that's one. I mean, that was Zach Martin and uh, D Law. <laughs> and the one that we didn't have a first round draft pick, I think the second pick was Tristan Hill. Tristan Hill, yeah, but Tony Pollard went for Tony Pollard went for so he got a Pro Bowl there. So, so I, I I say that that I'll stay at twenty six and trust Will McClay to go find me again. Mm-hmm. No, I, I do, man, it, it's not about not trusting Will McClay. I'm just looking at the talent that's in the draft. I don't see any of those players that you just mentioned <laughs> in this said draft. I mean, if we could do a comparison analysis between the guys that you just mentioned and the guys that are in this draft, knew that's all I'm, I'm saying. I didn't, I didn't see. I didn't know who Tyler Smith was. He's from here. I didn't know, but they knew. 
And that's what I'm counting on, is them knowing. All right, let's wrap up. We got to let Mickey get in here for Mick Shots. Um, Dallas Cowboys press conference, top of the hour. I should have top of the hour, but at noon, high noon. Mickey uh, Spagnola and Mick Shots, that's top of the hour. But a whole lot of content right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Thanks to Chris Beam, Jazz, Will, everybody who makes it happen right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been The Players Lounge. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!